Hi folks, welcome to episode 4 of the Peak Potential Podcast by Noah Semita. I am your host Shelton. Uh, with me we have as your co-host Aaron. Hey guys. And our guest for today is Shrey who is currently a second year student in PCC. Hey everyone. Uh, so Shrey, before we move to your intro, um, one thing about Shrey is, is he always is smiling all the time. Okay, he has a very contagious smile. <laughs> so, are you very popular with the girl Shrey? Okay, that was not expected. <laughs> I wouldn't say so. I'm not the most social person out there in general. I don't have many friends as such actually. I'm okay. quite close. I have a very close group of people I interact with. Uh-huh. I don't try to... I do socialize in some occasions. Say a meetup, related tech. I do uh-huh. like talking to people about tech. But in general in college, I don't socialize as much. Uh-huh. I don't have much friends. So as a result, uh, the answer would be no to your questions. Yeah, like you're not, maybe it's not yet popular among no. Maybe he doesn't know that he's popular. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know he's really Because we hear something else entirely. Okay, so you were one of the first people that came on and joined Noah Semita. Yeah. Can you tell us a little about how you heard about Noah Semita and what made you join? Okay, so it's kind of a long story. So do you want me to sort of tell you? You can, yeah. So if it's not interesting, we'll cut it out. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So one Sunday, I'm early morning. I'm going to cut my hair. Okay. And I met Siddharaj Mokar. Okay, I'm name dropping, but still I met Siddharaj Mokar, who happened to be working with Raj at the yeah. moment, at the, at the time, who was who's the founder of Nova Samita. And he just invited me to a random event at 91 Springboard, which Seeker Space was doing, which was the organization he had founded at the time. So I dropped by that event and I sort of meet him and we reconnect and I ask him hey I want to see what, what's up with Seeker Space can I drop by and he's like yeah sure so I drop by Seeker Space uh, like very randomly and Siddharaj messages me that hey I'm not at Seeker Space today so I won't be there <laughs> so I had a choice between not going to Seeker Space to just check it out and going so I'm glad I made that choice of going to Seeker Space because even though Siddharaj was not there I ended up meeting Raj who was the, was the founder of Universal and we sort of connected and we, I guess we hit it off pretty quickly we started talking about stuff and uh, like what's up with college in Goa and India and so on and he sort of pitched me his idea for a program wherein you would be mentored by some of the industry folks mm-hmm. and we taught some of the industry practices and basically learn stuff that's actually in demand and in value uh, in parallel with your college stuff mm-hmm. so you get your degree as well and you also get skills that are actually hireable because yeah. as we know like what you learn in college isn't like no, economically yeah, valuable yeah. enough yeah. for you to directly get a job you need mm-hmm. to sort of build on top of that and the, and so he said that I'd be ha- more than happy to sort of mentor people for free but it's, it's not going to work out like I might lose interest or whatever mm-hmm. so I have this idea of uh, this new kind of this new sort of uh, yeah, learning experience, like basically paying for what you learn mm-hmm. called as income sharing agreements, wherein only if you get a job which you are happy with mm-hmm. that you pay. And I was like blown away by this idea and that someone was actually audacious enough to go out and <laughs> implement it. So I was like, hell yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, okay. that's pretty cool. So it's like the weirdest circumstance. I was just randomly going for a haircut one fine day and that sort of changed. Yeah, yeah. So one of the morals is that just do stuff. Just yeah. keep doing yeah. stuff and something will happen, some other dots will connect. 
That's interesting. So, uh, so getting back to uh, what you mentioned earlier also about the college experience and yeah. uh, maybe that's not enough. Uh, even that current year and second year, you've been in college for two years. What, um, instead of asking you what is missing or what is not there, what would you like there to be in a college, in a engineering college experience that you feel would make your experience more enjoyable, fulfilling, where you feel like you're getting what you want out of it? I think the top three things that come to my mind which I feel everyone can relate to is one more practical time instead of the theory lectures that we have which is 70% of our college time we should have that 70% to theory sorry to practical and 30% to theory stuff like there are online MOOCs and stuff for theory like you can learn stuff but that practical aspect of it how to apply and like learning stuff and how to apply these are two different skills altogether you can learn stuff as much as you want but applying it is a completely completely different uh, you know game so that's one thing which is practical time should be more in colleges secondly the attendance barrier <laughs> I guess everyone will sort of advocate that it should be removed altogether so we have this 75% attendance compulsory for passing a semester yeah so the it holds people back i feel yeah like say there's some ambitious students out there who want to work on something and they want two weeks off from college to work on it yeah they can easily pretty much catch up on college i feel mm. but because of that barrier they are reluctant to do so mm. and last would be the faculty okay the faculty I shouldn't be sort of vocal about this much, but uh, the faculty sort of just pushes you towards academics. They don't sort of push you to understanding stuff. This this push you towards understanding stuff in the point of view for the exams. Like study only this much, you'll be in the exams, go through the previous question papers. If you have a project in mind and you sort of talk to them about this project, hey, I'm building X, Y, Z, which uses this so and so, they won't be like so. You know, enthusiastic or encouraging. I, I hope you do know that this will eventually reach the others. <laughs> I, I do, but, but, the, but the reality, the reality, see, it's, it's true, it's true. They know it's true, we know it's true. Yeah, it, I'm not saying all teachers are like that. No, no, all of them. But, yeah, the, yeah. but if one teacher takes a stance that hmm. a student's doing projects outside of college is not a good thing, Correct. then the teachers don't want to. There's bureaucracy and it's systemic in its own way yeah, as well. Yeah. Also another thing that we get a lot, I mean I go through all the applications that come here at Noah Semita and one thing that people keep you know, complaining about is you know, it feels like computer science. Hmm. The syllabus is not up to date hmm. with yeah. what is going on. Yeah. So can you elaborate a little about that? The thing about the syllabus I feel is it is not up to date, that is true, hmm. but there's some context to it. You need to know the stuff that they're teaching in college. You need to know something like C or C++, although something, so when you join college, the first programming language they teach you is C. Hmm. And although people might say that uh, C is outdated, no one hmm. uses it, something like Python or JavaScript is far easier. All of that is true, but the first, I feel that C does have its importance, like if you want to know why Python or JavaScript is better, you do need to know C. Okay. So you can sort of look forward and see its advantages, hey Python does this better, okay. or JavaScript does this better, but C couldn't. So I feel you do need to know at least the basics of all of them, and college does 
do that but okay. one complaint i would have is uh, so one thing which is uh, one big complaint with college is that whatever can be taught in a month they sort of stretch it over 6 months okay <laughs> so i guess that's that's like so instead of just teaching c hmm. in first year and c++ in second year they could teach both of that in just one semester hmm. yeah i would sort of disagree with you a little over there because see the college accepts all kinds of students okay yeah, yeah. from a person who can grasp things very quickly okay. and wants to move on to the next thing yeah to a student who maybe takes a little bit more time yeah so college i would say favors people who you know need a little more time mm-hmm. and uh, i think that's where you know we at noah semita come in where we want to help the students who want to push themselves to the maximum mm-hmm. so that is where we are trying to bridge that gap yeah yeah well. and also with with like um just in terms of acceptance rates of college right yeah. colleges are more open to they, they look purely from an academic point of view in the context of these are how many marks you've got they pay little attention to how did the student get those, those marks right you know you have students um, making it through colleges who may just have a good memory but have no applicable knowledge on you know how to use the information that mm-hmm. they have whereas um, a student who has great knowledge about the subject may not score good academic marks as well and he may not get in a certain college as well right yeah. so
a prominent uh, Goan CEO of a startup. He had come to our college mm-hmm. and he basically asked people to just candidly come and introduce themselves. Mm-hmm. And whoever did that, uh, he offered to introduce them to two other CEOs okay. just for connecting mm-hmm. them to other CEOs. So I just, I'm not a social person as I said, so I took a chance okay. uh, in that moment and I did, did introduce myself. And uh, he ended up uh, introducing me to 91 Springboard. Oh, okay. And the two CEOs, uh, he introduced me to work here. Okay. So that's how I came to know about 91 Springboard. Mm-hmm. And then I learned that there's meetups that happen here. Mm-hmm. So I was like, how do I come here? Mm-hmm. Then someone told me there's a meetup app and they put up over there. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the app and every every day I'd be scrolling, seeing if, if there's a new meetup happening around mm-hmm. or not. So that sort of got me started. And the reason I came to these meetups is that I wanted to be exposed to as many new ideas as I could. So right now that uh, medium for me, uh, the medium to expose me to new ideas is Twitter. But before Twitter, it was attending these in-person meetups. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what got me started, the, you know, the, the high, not the high, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, like I, I felt like I was in the in the right place when I came here around people. A smart people, talking yeah, about ideas. Exactly. Building. Like I could contribute to the conversation, and okay. I like that. I, co- I like contributing to the conversation. Hmm. Speaking about Twitter, you are very active on there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, can you tell us a little about you know how you got into the Twitter game and how one would find using Twitter helpful? We just spoke uh, to Sean in the last episode. And he was telling us how he leverages Twitter to connect people, to get his products out there, to get mm-hmm. noticed. So can you tell us a little bit about how you use Twitter? Yeah, so I guess just like uh, everybody else, I got started on Twitter by following some random celebrities. Okay. And you know politicians. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the case <laughs> for everyone. And I used Twitter for a while. I didn't know what was happening, but I wanted to be there. FOMO, okay. basically. Yeah. So I just read through celebrity tweets or politicians tweeting about some random stuff. Hmm. I didn't know what the hype was all about and within a month or two of using it, I was just fed up and I deleted it. But when I met Raj, the founder of Navasamita, he, he, he randomly kept sending me some tweets uh, uh, like just read this hmm. so I was reading through them and I'm like okay where was this kind of Twitter content uh-huh. in my life yeah. and I'm like hey how do you find these tweets and he said that you need to follow the right people don't follow any celebrities don't follow politicians don't follow your YouTuber people hmm. just follow people whose ideas or whose tweets appeal the most to you hmm. with whom you can resonate so to say so I did take his advice, I unfollowed everybody that I was following and I just kept following people whose ideas like I went through his follower list actually. Hmm. So that's a good way to begin your Twitter uh, journey is to start following people yeah. uh, through the follower list of someone whom you consider to be, whom you look up to so to say. Influencers. Yeah, influencer. Yeah. Not exactly influencer. Not influencer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who's influenced you, you yeah. in the domain that you're interested yeah. in start looking up people in their following list mm. and uh, try to f- if you resonate with that person or what they're tweeting just go to their first 10 20 tweets mm. if you can think that they're adding value to you then mm. follow them so that's what i did initially i followed 20 people then i followed 50 people then i followed 100 people then people started following so then what happened is that reading all that stuff i i felt like contributing to a conversation mm-hmm. so i started replying to their tweets so i started quote tweeting them which mm-hmm. is basically uh, 
retweeting them with a comment hmm. and I started liking stuff okay. and just talking to people I started DMing some people hey I found your content interesting or hey I like the tweet storm you put out so people put out these uh, series of tweets that are called tweet storms hmm. so I started reading tweet storms some of the popular tweet storms on Twitter in the tech startup world and I just interacted to sort of summarize it. I just started interacting with everything Twitter had to yeah. offer. And soon people started following me, which was a surprise. Because <laughs> I never thought I had anything valuable to contribute. So people started following me. And so yeah, that's sort of how I got started. Yeah. And then uh, there are some prominent personalities on Twitter in the tech startup world. And I started uh, replying to their tweets. And they some retweeted me, some liked my replies. And that was like, a, it felt great because you look up to these people their whole life story they've done some amazing things they've made the world a better place and they are liking your stuff Hmm. they are noticing you like that idea that a kid in India can sort of tweet something or say something on the internet and be noticed by someone who's contributed to the betterment of the world Hmm. like that idea sort of blew me away and that kept me going on Twitter that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah that's very inspiring also. I'm, I'm pretty sure people who listen to this are going to step up their Twitter game, hopefully, and clear up their clutter, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing, uh, Shrey, so given also that you have a, you have really, you've at least had some really decent exposure now, even though you're in second year two, the tech scene and even online and offline as well. Um, how do you, you see, for now, what do you see your journey progressing as over the next few years? So, so to speak, I mean, in, you know, the different games that people play, like yeah. some people want to play the entrepreneur game, some people want to get into startups, yeah. some people just want to build products. Uh, where, I mean, among this and others, where do you see your journey heading on, you know, the track that you're on right now? So, my end goal would definitely be to start up at some point, mm-hmm. because ever since I was 13 and I heard about people like Steve Jobs hmm. and Bill Gates and I was like hooked to the whole idea that you can build a company and grow it and hmm. stuff like that so definitely the end goal or the hmm. beginning so to say would yeah. be to start up at some point okay. but until then my idea is to work on projects hmm. just build some stuff that I like and just share it into the world and hopefully hmm. other people will like and use it hmm. And at some point, I want to work in a startup mm. to get some experience about how startups work. Okay. And then probably startup. Any particular reason for just startup or like the fact, like your fascination around startups? Um, Would you say it's more from an entrepreneurial aspect, looking at how founders have built companies, or it's more about um, the experience that you've heard around startups, like how people function, operate, the chaos that's yeah, there, and yeah. also the, of course, there's high success, yeah. and all, but there's equally yeah. high failure rates. So. High risk, high success. Yeah. So I guess uh, part of part of the reason is definitely the whole. Uh, the high risk and high reward if you make it if you make something that people use but the other part would be that I just don't want to work for a company or someone like a you mean like a MNC yeah like, or like a large company where it already has two three thousand employees they already set up stabilized you want to be yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think my inner sense. Yeah. <laughs> Control the direction if he's going to. Yeah. Next, you can't really do on a yeah. larger company, right? Like, I think yeah. that's the success structure, right? Yeah. Because there are certain levels you can climb. Yeah. And, uh, um, 
like i don't want to play some uh, politics for the record ah, yeah yeah going to just build stuff and put it out there and hopefully people like it and if yeah. it has value <laughs> pay you for that like that's the best right yeah. like if you get a job then if you if you do a good job or a bad job this like people might not notice you as much hmm. but if you build something that has value people will buy it hmm. that's like the ultimate satisfaction hmm. and i sort of crave that i guess are there are there any founders that um, you are sort of looking up to right now that um, that you are particularly following currently I I follow a lot of founders actually some of my favorites would be Steve Jobs but I guess that's a cliche thing to say <laughs> yeah I know but I would say maybe there's some there's some smaller ones too that I can name Paul Graham is an interesting guy okay. he's the founder of Y Combinator okay. which is the world's biggest startup accelerator hmm. another founder that I look up to is uh, there's this guy called Derek Sivers okay he founded a company called CD Baby with no venture cap whatsoever and he grew it to a 28 million dollar company what does the company do so basically they help people launch music on all platforms okay so this is a pre internet era company this, this oh. started in the 1990s late 1990s when the internet was just starting out okay so he helped people so it was a website cdbaby.com and they help people distribute their music in local stores through the distributors hmm. so they worked in the music biz huh. basically uh, so i do look up to him i read his blog hmm. from i read his posts from the 2000s and stuff a lot yeah. of good stuff in there and uh, yeah i it keeps on changing actually every month i come across a new founder and i'm hooked to their story hmm. like i'm inspired by their story do you follow the indian startup scene a lot Um, I do, but not as much as the American startup. The American startup scene. What would you say draws you more towards that story? Originality, I'd say. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Because whatever, I mean, I'm no expert, but from what I've observed and seen, whatever happens in India, <laughs> there's usually something. It's usually like a derivative of something that's already what do you mean done in the US, okay. specifically in Silicon Valley, specifically. Mm. It's not like they aren't good companies or they aren't original in their own way, mm. but derivative hmm. so to say it's already been done hmm. they're doing it in a different format but derivative yeah. there's nothing original that's come out of india that i can think of okay okay and uh, besides tech i mean can you tell us a little bit about your hobbies something interesting that you do besides saying and i remember that when you came into our first office you had seen my hacker touch and you were yeah. intrigued and yeah. curious as to you know how it was that So besides tech, anything that that you do for fun? Uh, I can't think of anything actually. Uh, no, in tech then. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't look at. So I, people might think of programming as their, uh, uh, you know, thing that they have to do to succeed in mm-hmm. tech or whatever. But I see programming as a hobby. Okay. I find joy in programming and getting the code right and stuff like that. I don't look at it as something that I have to do to get a job. I just see no. it as a hobby. And the way I've sort of put my framework in place is, if I can leverage programming to get a job, then all well and good. Yeah. If I can't, then I don't know. <laughs> so I'm trying to build up a lot of skills. <laughs> what a uh, what 
given that you are also exploring different skills what would you say currently in 2020 looking forward looking say the next 2 3 years mm-hmm. it's hard to even look at the next 10 years let's mm-hmm. say just 2 3 years for example what are some skills you think um, young people should have people in your age people in college what are some of the skills would you say is essential which you also in a process of discovery and learning better and learning more for yourself mm-hmm. as well so I, so i think it's pretty obvious actually one would be the first one being communication skills <laughs> yeah it it, it it did take me a lot of time to sort of open up as freely as i yeah. I, i can open up today but yeah communication skills would be one just talk to random people yeah for me i guess it just talking to people on the internet that sort of opened me up to it mm. because i talked to people in the us and got ideas from there mm. i talked to people somewhere else in the world and got ideas from there so the internet has sort of opened you up to a lot of possibilities so do leverage that mm. you can talk to people mm. on the internet and just learn what's up over there learn how they speak learn words from them that's how i learned some big words in english yeah. just talking to some random yeah. kid on twitter huh. and he just drops a big word and i look it up <laughs> and i see how it's used and i start using it <laughs> so basically i feel coding does help you to think a lot okay like it does build up analytical skills hmm. it just that i think everyone has a questioning ability inside of them that they can question stuff but when you're coding you start questioning a lot hmm. and i think i think that habit extrapolates beyond coding as well you start questioning like why is why are buildings the way they are why are they shaped the way they are hmm. or why are roads the way they are hmm. and that questioning habit does help you sort of learn stuff Yeah. It, it helps you uh, realize blank spots okay in your own knowledge of the world universe okay. and sort of fill them up it's a nice way of putting that i'm not seeing anyone given answer like that yeah. <laughs> i actually yeah. have a so there's this note taking app called uh-huh. notion i have i'll just have it open on my laptop uh-huh. so whenever i come across an idea that i don't know why it's like that i just note it down over there uh-huh. and i try to find the answer to it and write it down okay It's a bit of mine. That's pretty cool. Um, okay, Shrey, I think that's all the time we have for this episode. Um, thanks for joining us and thanks for these insights. Um, we do wish you the best in your journey forward. Hope to have you on again. Yeah, we definitely hope to have yeah. you on. And um, I hope this will incentivize you now to uh, you know act, build some stuff yeah, uh, so that you can brag about it on the next session when we have it with you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So that's it guys guys as usual if you have any feedback any thoughts um, any topics you'd like us to cover get in touch with us in the links below thank you Shrey for joining us and signing off uh, Heron and Shelton from Noah Center cheers guys see you next week ciao thank you Bye.